I just want to say salute to Perfect Talk Radio. Congratulations on the 100th episode. Shout out to DJ Playboy. Shout out to Step On Stage. The ladies scream like I'm Keith. Nah, I love every breakdown, every episode you guys do. And I look forward to 100 more episodes to hear from you guys. Love. The Perfect Talk Podcast with my brother DJ Playboy and my guy Keith Lockin. What's good, Josh? Your man DJ Playboy back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. And this is a very special episode, man. Number 100. And I done did 99 of these things with my brother, my partner, my man's Ace Boom Coon. Girl, scream like I'm Keith. Keith. What to do, doggy? We did 99 episodes. Now, here is this one. <laughs> What did it do, man? Congratulations, man. Episode 100, bro. It's, it's been a pleasure, yeah. man. It's been a journey. Shit, I'm about to hit. Hold on. Let me see if I get the sound effect going. If you can hear it. Crack open this beer right here on the mic. You know what I mean? Why not? Why not? I'm call Steve Austin. Yeah, <laughs> it is, man. To 100 more, brother. Definitely. What's good yeah, with you, man? Been, How you been? It's been a journey, man. Yeah, it has no, been. No, it has been. Good, man. It has been a journey. No, no, no. Um, it, uh, we, we've been through your, your wedding. You know what I'm saying? We've been through me changing jobs. You know what I mean? Shout out Niche. She, you know what I mean? We was traveling to Newburgh, so we we done changed studios. You know what I mean? Shout out AO Niche. Uh, Duffy was with us in the early days, held us down with the studio, held us down with the whole location, got us off the ground floor. You know what I mean? Word. We don't word, man. That's that drive was that drive was a killer, but we did it, man. It was early, early something <laughs> early Sunday morning. Mornings. That's how I knew we were serious about it. We was early Sunday morning with it. <laughs> Crazy. Nah, it, was, it was nice though getting up that early, like having an excuse to do because on a Sunday morning, mm-hmm. either I'm working or I, if I'm not working, I just wouldn't get out. But it was cool to just make that drive. Yeah, not great going to the gas the gas station, and <laughs> coughing up that bread, but <laughs> everything else was cool. What was you driving back then? You didn't have the you had a Subaru. What was you driving? I had a uh, Ford Taurus company car. Company car shit, man. I always drive cop cars. <laughs> I remember that. Yep, you did have the Ford, man. But um, how you doing nowadays? It's a whole new world now from when we started this thing, man. We still dealing with this corona, um, social injustice at a whole nother level from when we first started. You know what I mean? Like, but but people are uh, standing up for themselves at least, taking a stand, man. But how are you doing this day, brother? Day ten of veganism. <laughs> And when I say vegan, I don't think I'm eating healthy and shit. I just eat stuff. I, I'm just staying away from shit that's made of animals, any type of animal product. So like, I still eat Oreo cookies, which is funny. I was just fucking up some Oreos. Yeah, I was telling you before the pod, man, sometimes you need that release. So some like having like a, a burger or some wild piece of chicken or something like that or like a Popeye's chicken sandwich, mm-hmm. like that shit brings you some type of relief. I don't know what it is. I mean, it's, it's a relief that fades away very quickly, but that flavor blast you get from, from meat fat is something else. So it's hard to replace. So I was telling you that I'd be drinking beer and eating Oreos, yeah. but that's going to be the next thing to go, man. I can't do everything at one time. I got <laughs> I'm have some growing pains. Now, isn't it funny how like we made like the day is unbearable. You got to get rid of everything all at once. You know what I mean? So I, I completely feel you on that. But I, I commend you for the veganism, bro. Like, sh- 
<laughs> now, like, damn, man, like, that sounds like a punishment, you know what I mean? But, but I respect it, you know what I mean? Like, it's like the discomfort challenge, you know what I mean? You gotta test your boundaries sometimes, and then you got something to brag about. Yeah, it takes some planning. It takes mm-hmm. some planning because it's easy to just throw a pork chop on a pan. Like, you know the the you know what to do. You throw some adobo on a pork chop, you know, six minutes one side, six minutes the other. Toss that bitch on the side of some rice or whatever the hell you want to eat it with. You don't need to put no side dish. It just be a pork chop on a big-ass white plate. Just eat that shit. But with veganism, you gotta, you can't just... I mean, you could. Some people just eat a bowl of lettuce, but, you know, I got to plan my shit. I don't know how to cook a lot of this shit. Quinoa, couscous and shit, like uh, chickpeas. Now, what was the actual reason behind it, though, just to get a, just to change up, switch up, change the pace? It's for health. Okay. It's for health. A lot of people do it for different reasons. No, you per- you personally, then, like, it's because of health? It's purely health. It's yeah. just purely health, man, particularly cholesterol. And then, but then also to... It's, it's cholesterol, but I couldn't, I had a hard time following the rules. Basically, it was like this. Like, they tell you, all right, you know, eat like white meat chicken and stay away from red meat or eat it every once in a while. Or, and then try to eat a lot of fish. So I would eat a lot of fish and I'd eat a lot of chicken and I'd do my uh, piece of beef once in a while. But then now once in a while turns into the second day. And I'm like, you know what? Well, let me do it another once in a while. <laughs> and then you do it again. Another one. Again. And another one. And so like I, I kept I was on this slippery slope. I was doing I would be doing good for like ten days, then I'll go nuts. So with this is like I can't eat anything from an animal. So whether it be chicken, fish, anything. So that helps. Like even Doritos and all that stuff. And it helps me to it's easy to, to give me the will. Matter of fact, I don't even need willpower because I got the rules to say that, yo, you can't eat Doritos. You can't eat, you know, uh, cheese doodles. Mm-hmm. I can't eat none of that shit. I can't eat normal cake that has icing on it or most cakes. So I, I think the, 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 the rules really helps me out, especially when you're living with somebody else who eats regular shit and you just end up picking from whatever they play is. Wait, now uh, I can't well, do that. Wifey's going vegan with you, though. Nah, nah, she, oh. nah, she's still. <laughs> you like the Martin episode? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you. Was, I didn't know you were putting your feet to the fire like that, dog. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, but it ain't bad though, cause like I told you, I'm not going straight healthy. Like I still eat tasty shit. Yeah, it just ain't that. There's something to be said about the flavor of chicken grease, like. <laughs> When you eat something with chicken, it's a little, at least there's trace chicken grease in it. Now there's nothing nothing like that. So there's all kinds of seasonings and shit that tries to fake the effect of, of chicken grease. And they can't, but, you know, I'm, I'm holding it down, buying all kinds of weird spices from Trader Joe's. Now, yeah, yeah. I would imagine that you be at least uh, experimenting with different uh, tastes for your palate. You know what I mean? At least, you know what I mean, during this time. So that's good, man. Shout out to you. Yeah, man. And I try to, and, and the good thing is that, like, a lot of, I'm not even going to try to be replacing normal people shit with the vegan version of it. Because I tried a pizza, a vegan pizza, mm-hmm. the other night. Wifey bought it for me. And that shit was awful. Trash. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> Hated that shit. Basura. <laughs> Word up. Um, no, no, no. Let's get right into it, though, man. It's been a crazy week since last time we spoke, man. Uh, 
Keith, are you familiar with a player in the NBA named Jonathan Isaac? I feel like every week we're talking about a different player here on uh, the Perfect Talk podcast, you know, with the NBA bubble starting back over. But uh, Jonathan Isaac made news for a different reason. Um, he's one of the few players. Actually, I think the only player <laughs> who decided that he was not going to kneel during the uh, national anthem. Um I'm not quite sure what Jonathan's reasons are. I haven't heard anything, but personal preference, right? Maybe he just doesn't agree with the cause, doesn't think so. Uh, maybe he thinks it's anti-law law enforcement. No, there's a lot of mixed messages out there. So Jonathan had his reason for not doing it. Ironically, ironically, Jonathan Isaac suffered a torn ACL on his left knee during a game against the Sacramento Kings, bro. I didn't. I had no idea what that name was, but then I heard of that situation. Okay. So, mm-hmm. a lot of people on social media is like, "Yeah, good for that nigga." I don't know about all that. I can't man. celebrate dude, nobody's injury. Wish that upon yeah, nobody. you can't celebrate an injury. That's wild. Or make fun yeah, of it. And then, and then something for for a personal preference. It's he didn't say shit. Like nobody knows who he is, but he just chose not to take that stance or, or express his his views in that way, whatever they are. Mm-hmm. And it's fucked up to hold that against them. It um, it's crazy how the, how the internet is, right? How the internet has no chill. Um, but even so, it's like anything you do nowadays that doesn't like obviously Terry Crews is a whole nother level. But anything you do that doesn't go with the status quo, you're gonna get that 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 stigma. That uh, I think Rick Ross has a new song out where he he uh you know basically called Terry Coon uh, Terry Crews a coon. Um, and it's yeah. just like it, it's it's uh. You're gonna get that right if you don't go with everything. Kind of the 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 struggle. If you don't go with the struggle, if you don't go with the side that we're on. But Jonathan Isaac might have had his own reason. But it's just it is it is as a story. I guess looking at it from a um, macro view, it is super ironic. No, it definitely is. It's one of those. I don't know. It's. You don't call it poetic justice. Yeah, you don't call it poetic justice because it's like, hey, do what you want. I like if yeah. I didn't agree with the kneeling, I ain't kneeling. Like, this is how I'm the same way. You know what I'm saying? I it so happens I do agree with the kneeling. I, I do see what the message is. I ha- I haven't been given a perverse version of it to believe something different. But if I didn't, if I mean, I was like, like, blue lives matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and I don't want to kneel. I ain't gonna kneel. You know what I mean, right, That's, right. and I shouldn't feel forced into doing it at the end of the day. Like it's, it's like it's like when you see those Trump rallies and they're like black people there. You're like, oh, I mean, hey, <laughs> they get the right to vote too, right? Right, right. Yeah, it, it's with everything being looked at through the lens of politics, shit just gets kind of. I guess I don't got no other word for it but corny. Like it just gets kind of corny, gets kind of nasty. Mm-hmm. People look at shit like that, and he didn't want to kneel. Everybody's kneeling Like it's not even a thing No more by the way Like it's just Everybody's kneeling And I'm sure there's a A percentage Maybe a small percentage Of those players And coaches Who are like They, they don't fully know What it means But they feel as if They gotta kneel In unity They're supposed to Exactly yeah, yeah. In unity It means you definitely means unity But I wonder If there's a small percentage Who To them There's unity Clearly your team does it But right, I'm gonna do it it's, It doesn't seem to be Hurting nobody That type of thing But the true reasons behind it, right? Because mm-hmm. maybe you just do it so that you don't get any kind of backlash. True, true. Yeah, you don't hurt your brand. I don't know. Yeah. I wonder. No, no. I, I, I think there. Yeah, I, I, I gotta agree with that. I think there's a ton of players out there who like might not even agree with it. I might, might literally go home and shit on it, but do it because they don't want to cause a stir. 
or they don't want right. they don't want that attention, that media attention. Um, I also think there's this narrative I'm seeing, right? I seen a poll in the Daily News that said like eighty percent of blacks that were polled uh, do not want to uh, break up the police force, right? And I think that this whole thing message that went out with defund the police caused this message of it's Black Lives Matter are anti-police. Now, I don't think we're necessarily anti-police. I just think we're looking to be treated fairly by police, right? Um, but there's this narrative out, because I've been seeing that, I've seen like Blue Lives Matter protests, and then Black Lives Matter people are showing up, and now we're like two different sides of the spectrum. And I'm, I don't like that narrative being painted, you know what I mean? That if you're Black Lives Matter, you're anti-cop. and Or, you know what I mean, vice versa. If you're pro-cop, then you must not care for black people. I feel like we're, and you saw that with the Jonathan Isaac thing is like, oh yeah, yeah. You wouldn't laugh at an NBA player tearing his. You wouldn't laugh at any athlete tearing the ACL in a different situation. You know what I mean? Like, it, right, it, right. It, it, even if it happened during like a crossover, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody got literally crossed and got injured from it. It's like you know what I mean? It, people would watch it and and it'll have its moment, but then we move on. But I don't know if we would necessarily like throw it in his face. You know what I mean? Like. Fuck you, you know what I mean? Like, like this is what you get. Like, you know what I mean? Your ancestors are getting back at you. Like, come on now. And it's just like it, it can't be this narrative of you got to be one or the other. And I think, unfortunately, that's where we're at with this time. You know what I mean? Like, with the, like you said, the political state that we're at right now. It's an election year. Elections right around the corner. Well, eighty something days. I think we're away from the election. Like, yeah. um, it, it, it's becoming that you got to be hit this or that. You got to be down with us exactly. or you down with them. You know what I mean? It's like. That's not how I don't think You know what I mean That's how You can't get one side To listen to the other If everyone's like You either with us Or against us You know it's crazy A vast majority of people Are somewhere in the middle mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying Like That basketball player Chose not to kneel And I feel as if Like when you just take The general population Most people Are just like I don't like black people getting beat up by the police. Like, they're just in the middle. Like, they just, uh, but I do like police. And I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, they in the middle. And the fact that he didn't kneel, like, I, that's to, to wish that shit upon him. And then it happens. And then to kind of laugh about it. Say, mm -hmm. oh, they, that's what you get. Crazy, boy. And even black people, like the Daily News to be surprised that black people want a police presence in their neighborhood. Like black people need, a, like we want a, like I don't understand, why would we not want the same thing that every other culture wants? If Chinese people want a police presence in their neighborhood, Jewish people want a police presence, why would black people not want a police presence? <laughs> like it, it's it's like you you create this narrative like we're anti police we're just we we want anarchy and chaos and it's like not at, I don't even think that's what defund the police really started from it I think you explained the it best it's like redistributing those funds we right. you know what I mean you're not looking at at all break up the police force there's more than with the amount of money that they're getting in some of these cities there's more than enough to go around to, to take money away and keep everyone still on board. Terrible mm. branding though. Defend defund the police. It mm. just sounds like you don't want to take all the money away from the police. Mm -hmm. So it's terrible branding. But it's that thing of the loudest voices being on Twitter. Like mm -hmm. the loudest voices is the one who who win the day, but it's such a small percentage of people. So those people who made up the term defund the police, it's a small percentage of people. I'm sure if the majority were able to vote on what the slogan should be for this shit, it definitely wouldn't be that. 
or, or even look. Remember when we when the protests at first started with the George Floyd thing? You had people literally yelling in cops' faces in faces, right? No mask mm-hmm. on, coronavirus. You just yelling at the top of your own, cursing them out. You know what I mean? Like trying to provoke. I seen you know video, and then that people correlate that with Black Lives Matter, and it's like nah, right. <laughs> that's an angry black individual <laughs> that's expressing their frustration with the situation. That is not the same thing as don't shoot us when we're unarmed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, like it's completely two different messages. I can I see the confusion. I can see how it happens. You know what I mean? Because it's one image, right? If you're getting it all through the media, you're getting it all through one news source. You're looking at that image and you're seeing the same thing. You're seeing right. And go ahead, my fault. And that image, we lack perspective too. But when you really look at the images, sometimes they'd be like, let's say it's a city or some kind of block or something that has a protest mm-hmm. it might be like a couple hundred protesters who's just marching you know singing chanting mar- you know just marching mm-hmm. some people even dancing then you might have 10 people destroying property but when you focus on that 10 people and see all the flames and broken windows and shit like that it looks crazy mm-hmm. you just see those people and then you see another camera that shows 200 pro- peaceful protesters but in your mind's eye, a lot of for a lot of people, it's like, wow, there goes two hundred maniacs destroying a city when it was just like five percent of those people, or less than five percent, fucking shit up. Yeah, and that's and that unfortunately, that was get what gets replayed. That's what gets the most views and the most clicks. You know what I mean? Right. So it uh, it, it it it's it's a sad situation. But it's, it's it's the world we live in today, right? You got a you got a world where your man, the 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 POTUS, right, <laughs> the president of the United States, has to be reined in by social media. Right. <laughs> the people like and and, and you said you stated this on a, on a previous podcast that social media is very kind of lax with what they let people get away with saying sometimes in terms of in terms of a narrative. But they're shut. They understand the power of the president spreading false information, right? And um. Trump got checked. He got checked by Facebook. Um, you know what I mean for for statements, false. You know what I mean, but and, and stated very irresponsibly um, when he said that uh, children are pretty much virtually immune <laughs> from the coronavirus. Um, it was an interview that he had with Fox, and uh, they he used the term almost immune from COVID nineteen. So Facebook removed that. Uh, Twitter required the campaign account to delete the tweet and blocked them from tweeting until it was done. So they both actually stepped up for uh, the same social media post. And uh, you got to respect it, right? <laughs> like, I mean, late, better late than never, right? On Facebook's right part, because Facebook been letting them get away with a lot of shit. Twitter's actually stepped up and put in certain things that have been said. But shout out to them with that, right? Hell yeah. Cause he said crazy shit, man. I, I, they, I guess they at a certain point it's like, shh. cause you know what? If you start censoring the president, that's a, that's a big deal, bro. Mm-hmm. That's to censor anybody, especially uh, social media where they pride themselves on just free expression. Anybody could get on Twitter and say whatever, say what they want to say. Oh. They could. You don't need to rely on the news. If you see something happening in your community, community, you could comment on it right there on Twitter and. People could consume it, but the president comes on and when he says something, it, it, it means something for real. Like, you know, they have that saying: "This dude could 
fuck the whole stock market up or whatever exactly. just with a tweet. Exactly. Just start a war <laughs> with a tweet. So I guess Twitter. Now that we in a pandemic, you know, via Twitter, he could do some serious damage, saying shit that is not true and making people sick. I um, am, uh, Instagram is my is my social media platform of choice. I don't even know if Twitter would still be a thing if it wasn't for Donald Trump. You know what I'm saying? Like he kind of kept yeah. it popping. No, no, I know there's people out there who fuck who swear by Twitter, so I'm not gonna say they they wouldn't exist. But I know he definitely done a lot for them. So it takes some balls for them to speak out against him. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's yeah, he definitely did stuff for them. Uh, I think social media in general. I won't lie, Donald Trump definitely did good things for them because conservative America they get it popping on social media. Mm-hmm. Like they got a, a like nice little communities going. That really, you know, ad dollars and all that shit that Facebook earns off of people who's targeting conservative Americans. Donald Trump. <laughs> Thank you, Trump. I guess that's what Zuckerberg is <laughs> saying. Yeah, and, 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 and probably why Zuckerberg hasn't been uh, quickest to run to the, for, the front lines to center him. You know what I mean? He's kind of been like, yeah, <laughs> I'm a ham and I'm a haw. You know about why I'm not doing this and freedom of speech, but come on, like so you know you obviously know certain things are fake or false. You know what I mean? And for you to spread that, or you're just as bad of as much of the problem as you are the solution. Word. Um, and and actually, uh, I don't know if you've seen it. Michael Porter Jr. is a basketball player. Um, he was having a live chat, and he kind of said some things about the coronavirus that needed to be checked by his own team. You know what I mean? Um, basically saying it's, it's population control. And um, he doesn't. He feels like it's a way to force people to all get a vaccine. Um, and and he he's actually anti-vaccine in general. <laughs> and uh, he doesn't think that you know what I mean. Um, it, he just went off on a tangent, but it was like, bro, you're on a fucking live chat with fans. <laughs> like you can't be out here spreading conspiracy theories. Yo, man. You know what's interesting about conspiracy theories, though, is that. The conspiracy theory is not a conspiracy theory theory to the conspiracy theory theorist. Like the person saying it doesn't believe like it's a big conspiracy thing. They just take it as like a matter of a fact. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, yeah, I mean, he got this coronavirus. It's killing people. You see who was killing. Well, this is you know who, who put it there, right? <laughs> Population control. You've seen them do it and shit like that. And, you know, this is examples of, of the government... I don't know. I'm mean, not saying the government, but people, for instance, the, the Tuskegee experiment, mm-hmm. shit like that, like where you just don't care for the health of, of a, a certain race of people. But um, it was like that rumor that the government started AIDS. And the thing is, mm-hmm. I can't prove them wrong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the thing about some conspiracy theories. Like, well, that's why. Yeah, well, that's why they fester. If, if you could, if you could debunk it in in five seconds, it ain't, it can't fester as a conspiracy theory. It's got to have that right. little like that that little bit of doubt to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because and you know what? And the, cons- the conspiracy theories that really catch on are the ones that try to explain that little area of doubt. Right? We know we kind of know that how to prevent, not prevent. I guess prevent or protect ourselves from coronavirus. Uh, we know that there's no vaccine yet, da, 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 but we don't quite fully, fully know where exactly did it come from. Mm-hmm. And how it spread. So now, exactly. Exactly. So now when people, or how it came to the U.S. or nothing like that. So now when people start making any type of comment, regardless of how wacky it is, 
about where it started, then maybe, just maybe, it might be true, right? So the China virus. When Trump says that, no one knows really where it came from. So if he says China virus, then whoever likes him is like, yeah, they're right, China virus. And Michael Porter, whoever told him that the government made it, makes it, that's about right. The government made it. Where else would it come from? Because <laughs> you can't, so yeah, you can't it, prove it. it. Yeah, conspiracy theories, it's fucked up, but... Now, there ain't no but. It's just fucked up, man. Conspiracy theories be making people nuts. You, you touched on something right just now, because, and that's the scary thing about this election. I'm not going to lie. You know what I mean? I, I, don't, I don't live a fair-based life, but Trump can make a statement and his supporters love him so much that they're like, oh, it's the gospel. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, he, he wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. You know what I mean? As if, as if right. there's some you know, moral standard that he, that he lives up to. Um, whereas Biden, I don't know if he has that support. I don't know, you know what I'm saying, and and Biden hasn't been doing so great with the African American community. You know, we're equal opportunity here, Keith. We like to call out a lot of shit that Donald Trump does. I gotta call out Joe Biden for his bullshit, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, Joe Biden in a, in in a discussion uh, with Hispanic journalists said, "What you all know." I quote, uh, but most people don't know, unlike the African-American community with notable exceptions, the Latino community is incredibly diverse community with incredible different attitudes about different things. You go to Florida, you find a different attitude about immigration in certain places than you do when you're in Arizona. So it's a very different, a very diverse community. Um, And then a few hours later, um, speaking to the National Association of Latino Elected and Appointed Officials, uh, Biden reiterated his comments, saying, We can build a new administration that reflects the full diversity of our nation, the full diversity of Latino communities. And when I mean full diversity, unlike the African-American community and many other communities, you're from everywhere. From Europe, you're from the tip of South America, all the way to our border in Mexico and in the Caribbean. I feel like the African-American comment wasn't even necessary. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> like he was mad at African American people the way a wife be mad at a husband. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Unlike my husband, who will never clean up after himself. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I tell you what, man. Joe just need to make it to election day, man. Because he not senile, but he old. Old people just you don't lose it. But you're just not as swift as you were when you were 30 or 40. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, so these are things that may have been knocking around in his mind. And, and take our favorite politician is probably knocking around in their mind, but they're swift enough and they're skillful enough to know exactly what to say and what not to say. Mm-hmm. So he and I feel as if coming out of his mouth, he, he's like, this is a good, nice, smart point right here. Let me say it right here. Boom. African Americans ain't diverse in their opinions, but you know, but them Hispanics though, there's a lot, of, there's a lot of types in them, and that to him coming out the mouth made sense, and um, he might be, he might believe it. I mean, he might really believe that. <laughs> he might think all black people come from America, like you know what I'm saying? Like there's not Caribbeans, not you know what I'm saying? People from the the Latin countries that are, he don't even regret it. You know what I'm saying? Like and um, it's it's. That's a scary. I kind of like at first I was like, you know what? Maybe that was one of those things where you ever notice when somebody's talking, they look for filler words as they get their right. thought together. I was like, right. hey, yeah, yeah, Joe. You know what I'm saying? That was a filler. He, unlike the African American, you know what I'm saying? He was just looking at you, got his thoughts together, and said something stupid. But then he said it again. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, dog. <laughs> it is frightening, man, because. 
I don't know which fuck up it's going to be that people are just <laughs> like, you know what? I just can't no more. Uh-huh. I don't know which one it's going to be. And I don't know if it's this one. Could be the next one. It might never come, but or might not come before election day, but my God, man. Like, you just... When you come, you can well. First of all, you can't compare races ever. When it comes to if you use any kind of word, mm-hmm. especially than T H A N, don't put two different races in the <laughs> shit because it's always gonna come out bad. You know, be like, oh well, you know the, the you know in the Middle East, there's something something than from here. You can't you can't do that shit. So that was the the, the first. Fuck up. That's the first lesson at the Nick Cannon speech school, man. <laughs> you, can't, <laughs> up, man. You, can't, you cannot compare struggles. You cannot compare two groups ever. But the thing is, is like I think I get what he's trying to say because people people do it with black people, but as far as the, the black vote, mm-hmm. but the, the quote unquote the Hispanic vote. There's so many different countries. There's so many different generations. It's that some are really con- this is a good a good chunk of um, conservative uh, Latinos. Mm-hmm. There's a good chunk of very liberal ones. There's a this. There's a pe- came, people who came from Castro Cuba mm-hmm. and people who came from here, and it's just all so different. And I think that's what he was trying to get at, especially especially very. I guess notable differences like your country of origin. You know, there's tons of uh, countries in Latin America. Period. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, that's kind of where he should have left it. And then you can't in the same paragraph you can't mention black people. Just don't do it. Exactly. And I, then you can't be like, oh well, the, you know, black people they just be coming from South Carolina, Chicago. <laughs> you know, Oakland. Oakland. Where else? Now it's it's when you can't and I, I I was gonna say I was gonna paint with a broad stroke but I'm not gonna say what group of people but I mean I think there are just some people who if if they can't look at another group of people and paint them with a broad stroke it becomes very confusing for them so for uh, a maybe um a white elected official to look at the Hispanic community and their support for some of them for a a, a gentleman who well, not a gentleman but a, a person who is anti his uh, certain group of Hispanics, I think that's very confusing for them. Where they themselves might be anti that same group of Hispanic, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So it's like they can't paint it with a broad stroke. I have a Puerto Rican friend who's a huge Trump supporter, like loves him to death. Like will argue with people in the break room, <laughs> and I'm just and you know like to some people they like scratching his head. It's kind of like Clayton Bigsby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying to so some people when they're looking at it, but he he, he feels the same way, <laughs> like Trump feels. Yeah. So, um, and and, and he's it, so to, so I think when people can't paint that group of people with that broad stroke, it, it is very confusing for them. And Joe Biden, in his confusion, made a very stupid comment that that hurt a totally different group of people that didn't even necessarily have anything to do with the conversation. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I thought the questioner, when I first heard it, because when I first heard about it, they just gave his answer. So I'm like, oh, the, the questioner must have asked him, uh, who's more diverse in their political views, uh, Latinos or black people? Mm-hmm. And then Joe Biden went off on that. But it was just like, he just he just said, uh, unlike black people, <laughs> Hispanics, da-da-da-da-da. 
I mean, I'm voting for Biden. I'll tell you that, but um, <laughs> make, make no mistake. <laughs> but but it's kind of, if, if he does many more of these types of things, I'm going to vote for him. I'm not, not going to say shit. I'm going to be like, nah, I stayed my ass home. <laughs> I was like the lesser of two evils. And, and, and you don't want it to be like that because it hurts more, you know what I'm saying, when Biden makes these comments. When Lee and Trump makes them, it's expected, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's speaking to his base. But when, when right. Biden makes these comments, it's like, damn. <laughs> Yeah, Trump Trump got a, a a floor like a a solid floor. Biden doesn't have that. So mm-hmm. Trump all Trump is fighting for now is that extra 10, 15%, but he has his his 30, 40, like four I think it's like 40%. All he needs to win might be another 8 more percent. Hey, that's, so that's what Biden can't lose on. Exactly. Um Keith, you're familiar with the rapper J. Cole. You gotta be, right? <laughs> I heard about him. <laughs> you know, J. Cole got his uh his sneakers. He got his own, he got his own line of uh got his own sneaker out from through Puma. And it's actually doing pretty that good. That I didn't know. No, oh shit. Yeah, it's uh it's doing pretty good, bro. It's um you know, not quite easy level, but the demand I'm seeing for it, it might maybe not, you know, this one, but maybe if he keeps continuing to drop sneakers, he might hit that level with it. But um something else that might push the sales of those sneakers is J. Cole's talking about Go, trying out for the NBA, <laughs> he got he got he does have a Puma commercial, um, where Master P is actually narrating it, and you know he, you see J Cole in, in the gym training, and and kind of based off of Master P's comments, you know the the, the ad campaign is like, can J Cole try to make out make it in the NBA, um, and he's actually gotten a, a shout out from the Detroit Pistons, who reached out to him and was like, yo Cole, what's good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, wow. yeah, which is huge, right? Um, the kicks is all right. You see them, right? Yeah, they're not bad yeah, looking. Sold out. Oh yeah, yeah. On the Puma hard, site. Yeah, they're hard to find anywhere. Um, shit. Let me know if you if you can find them anywhere. But Detroit Pistons. Um, just look. Just they, they said J Cole at J Cole NC. We see you out there. You said they only got twelve slots on the Pistons. Hit us up for that tryout. This is for all the dreamers. You know what I mean, and 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 uh, they they tagged that Bleach Report hashtag Dreamville. I uh, had a, had a, a picture of a jersey with J Cole's uh, name on it, number fifteen. So I'm like, hey, I don't know, I, I don't know how real J Cole is. I've always known him to try to play basketball, but well, I mean, I've been seeing little videos of him hooping. I think he was hooping with some NBA players uh, mm-hmm. in the off season or something. I can't remember, but I saw some video at some gym. He was doing his thing. He got him a shot. He could run. Got a little bit of defense. You know, he's a little, he's a little bit old for, for a pro athlete, but he don't got that wear and tear because he doesn't have, like, some long athletic career. But um, it's crazy when you get money, man. You could do you could learn a lot of shit when, when you have money. Hell, yeah. <laughs> get you a good chunk of change. You order you, uh, an order. You hire some trainers. And they give you, they pretty much give you a, a, a game, pretty much. Because I seen him at a celebrity. Because remember, I think uh, me and you were talking, I was just joking. I was like, this nigga J. Cole got mad basketballs and shit on his mixtape covers. Mm-hmm. Then I, I was like, he must be nice because he's like 6'2 or some shit like that. I'm like, yo, he must be nasty with it. And then I saw him in some celebrity game. And I was like, damn, he kind of whack. <laughs> I mean, you could tell he plays ball, but either he's not. I, you know, he wouldn't. He would be the maybe the third best player in a YMCA gym at that time. But now, you ain't stepped his game up a little, right? 
Yeah. He's, you know, if you see him play ball, you'd be like, yo, that dude probably played D1 11 years ago. Um... Nah, I'm looking at the sneakers right now too. They are not a bad look. I've been a little bit more open up to like other brands, you know. Like I'm obviously a Nike head, but these these Pumas are not a bad look. Um, they're going in my size for 176 on StockX right now. Um, but yeah, they they, they seem to be hard to find. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to J Cole, man. I hope he. I I want to see if he could if he could uh make something out of this. You know what I mean, like. That'd be pretty because Master P did it right. They're doing the Master P Chronicles right now on BT. I know that because I got BT again. <laughs> Shout out YouTube TV. Shout- yeah, I'm about to say yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Master P. Well, he had to get two NBA contracts. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you know, what I mean, it's not impossible. It wouldn't. He wouldn't be the first. You know what I mean? And uh, rappers, uh, sorry, uh, athletes dabble their feet in music all the time. You know what I mean? So you know what I mean? Uh, Jay, uh, what's his name? Uh, Damian Lola comes to mind. Another dude, I forgot his name. He he produced something for Party Next Door, though. Um, but they, yeah, they they dabbled they dabbled in it too. So let's see what J Cole could do with that. Depot be singing. He does right. He's a, he's a he dropped the album. Right. <laughs> now, it's an R&B album. Yeah, I forgot about that shit. <laughs> no, nah, but in um in other news, man, I don't know. Dude, what we spoke about I think last week, um, how the WNBA has been showing a lot of love for Breonna Taylor. The Black Lives Matter movement, and uh, there was somebody who wasn't really for it, and she owns actually an NBA team, Senator Kelly Loeffner. Um, she she owns the uh, the the Georgia WNBA team. What team? What the hell is their name? <laughs> uh, the Atlanta Dream. Just, Atlanta Dream. You had time to prep, and you admit that you're a sexist. You said, "What the <laughs> hell is their name?" <laughs> What in the world? Oh boy! Now, yo, you know how like they some people's they, the WNBA team, like the New York Liberty. The, I don't know. I guess the Sparks ain't got nothing to do it. But sometimes it would have like a relationship to the uh, the teams. I'm, I'm like sitting over here, like, <laughs> like I would have called them the Peacocks, <laughs> the fucking <laughs> Flamingos. <laughs> no, they did the Atlanta Dream. Um, she was like, she was like, yo, we feel like they, y'all shouldn't have Black Lives Matter. She being um Senator Kelly Loeffler, who was a co-owner of the team. Um, she felt like the WNBA shouldn't put Black Lives Matter on the court. She doesn't. She felt like we're bringing politics into sport, despite her being a senator. And her team, they 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 bounce back, bro. Some of them, I know you've seen the Black Lives Matter T-shirt that they donned. Instead of wearing that, mm-hmm. um, they wore a, st- a shirt that said "Vote War- Warnock." Um, Warnock. Being her opponent, it's Democrat Raphael Warnock, <laughs> and I'm like, yo, that's gangster right there. <laughs> that's right, that's mm, their boss. Yeah, that is gangster right there. I see a picture of Sue Bird, um, and Brianna Stewart. Um, they, 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 you know, I mean, they're pictured with somebody wearing the shirt on the team, and it's, it's, they, they're not, they're not backing down from it. That's, that's big because those are big names. You know what I mean? And then to send it a clap back at them. I don't um let me see let me look forward I haven't heard her clapping back at them because I think it's look she no commented it at the time when it when it, she saw the shirts were worn in warm up and you know what I mean like the owners don't really be like be there like that but I would mm-hmm. imagine that um she just didn't comment on it because what what could she say when her own team is supporting her opponent you know what I mean yeah she probably gonna wait till the off season when the news ain't gonna be all crazy about it I'm like, all right I got something for y'all fine fifty grand fifty grand. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> that's what, what can you, that's 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 standing up like like we said twitter st- stood up to donald trump despite the bottom line that's standing up to your boss despite the bottom line <laughs> like right. you know what i mean over over her political views but she, i mean when you when you say something like that and i think what i like about it and i'm not huge on this cancel culture thing but i feel like when you come out with something s- trying to paint this false narrative false narrative you need to be called out for it, and you painting this false narrative that the opposite of Black Lives Matter is the American flag or supporting America. I think you do need to suffer the consequences for that. Yeah, yeah. But Keith, man, that is a hundred episodes in the can, brother. <laughs> Once again, congratulations, man. Shout out to you um, for, for for being down with this thing. You know what I mean, and and bringing your your expertise every week uh, to the show. Um, where can people find you out on social media, brother? Instagram, me and my underscore 35. Nice, nice. You can find your boy DJ Playboy on Instagram at Plickapeezy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. My girlfriend told me I was spelling that too fast, so I decided to slow that down for y'all. But you can also find (laughs) the Perfect Talk podcast on Instagram at Perfect Talk Radio. Um... We have a, a podcast. We have a podcast. We also have a website, Keith, and it is called PerfectTalkPodcast.com. Check out every episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast from number one all the way to 100. And like I said, we trying to do like a thousand more. You can also check out my radio show, um, Money Talks Radio, my man DJ Show, and The Night Shift. That's all available right there on PerfectTalkPodcast.com. Also, you can find the Perfect Talk Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Everywhere <laughs> Everywhere podcasts are sold man Go check that out um, Cause we gonna keep doing it Spotify as well man Go check, so go check it out And uh, Keith What you watching on On TV nowadays I just I just got down With the HBO uh, Max Cause I was watching The Harley Quinn cartoon And they They took it off everywhere But it, it popped right back Up on HBO Max So I actually downloaded it Cause I was gonna get it For Insecure and Boilers anyway So it was like I, I might as well bite the bullet And try this HBO Max thing out But what you watching nowadays Watching the shy, mm-hmm. the shy got got really uh hit a climax. Mm. Let's see, I just finished episode. Did it get eight. good? Did it get good? Because I remember at the beginning of the season, you were like, "All right, I gotta see how they how they transversing, um, how they moving on from homeboy who got himself in trouble." You know what I mean? So yeah, I, it, it went good. They they created a whole new storyline. I mean, the storylines about about um, a child abduction mm-hmm. and the show, you know, at the at, at its foundation is a comedy show. Okay. So sometimes the drama was real deep. So um, it's interesting how they find those comedic moments. But yeah, nah, it got good. I, I can still fuck with it. Oh. Nice, nice. Yeah, man. Um, I'll tell you before. I've been I've been messing around with the Audible app. I think you had hooked me up with like a present months ago, and I finally uh, Christmas or my birthday. I can't remember, but I finally decided to start using it. Um, and and, and definitely a great present because I, I'm feeling Audible. I'm like three books deep, so. I mean, check that out, America. You know what I mean? Like you say, it's the shy, the Audible Lab, and everything that we tell you about here on the Perfect Talk Podcast. Please, everybody out there, these numbers is going up at an insane rate. Let's start wearing these masks, social distance. It's crazy. Sometimes I see pictures of people at some places, man. I'm like, what the hell going on out here? <laughs> but, I, you know I mean, I'm still on my quarantine flow. I'm trying to stay healthy. The kids are going back to school, man. That's you see. I know you've seen that picture that crowded hallway. Um, yeah, no, but you know what's crazy about that picture is, is um, I think that girl tried to compare herself to John Lewis, which was weird. <laughs> she said, yeah, she said the school suspended her. Yeah, she said I was making some good trouble. Man. <laughs> 
Oh, but fun fact, like like ten of those kids um at, at that school um and, and staff tested positive for coronavirus. That's crazy. <laughs> that is nuts, bro. They have nine cases at that one school in particular. <laughs> so and, and my, 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 my daughter's school they're they're starting back up soon and they're considering going virtual a combination of the either hybrid or hundred percent virtual. I'm like, hundred <laughs> percent. What you talking about? <laughs> well, you know it's funny, well not funny, but well the thing is is that I mean I don't know what your area is like, but mm-hmm. like in the New York City, a lot there's a lot, a lot of parents who mm-hmm. That's their childcare. Like they don't have no other option because exactly. now businesses are starting to open back up. Exactly, parents got to go to work. So it's a catch twenty two. It's like the right. new the new reality. But um, shit, we got episode one hundred and one for that, man. <laughs> so we are gonna talk about it next week, man. I know you got to get out of here. So like I said, that's a hundred episodes in the books, man. And Keith, say goodbye to the people, man. Peace, peace. <laughs>